Hey guys, welcome to Driving Downward, the podcast that never learned how to read. My name is Cody. I'm Jasmine. And today we're going to be talking about um, living in a simulation. Yeah. <laughs> this this is our pilot episode. We are not professionals. Well, I am. Well, as you can tell by my beautiful microphone, his name is Greg. <laughs> it is the worst setup I've ever seen. For, for just a brief explanation, there is a. Two gloves on top of the actual receiver, and my homemade pop filter. It's wonderful. Anyways, what are we talking about today, Yasmin? It's tights super glued to a frame. It's not important. What are we talking about today? It has a wire hanger attached to the little side of the microphone. It's horrible. It's awful. Be glad you can't see it, and this uh, this is a podcast. Okay, so uh, to begin, we uh, are talking about living in a simulation. So we have scientific theories, crackpot theories, uh, indications that we're living there. Uh, We're going to touch briefly on The Matrix and Rick and Morty, uh, and then kind of tie it into religion, nihilism, and then uh, I guess we're going to ask the question, does anything change if we are, in fact, living in a simulation? So I guess we start with the scientific theories. So, uh, living in a simulation has actually been a fairly popular theory since uh, antiquity. Um, it was talked about by Chinese philosopher, and I'm going to butcher his name, I'm so sorry, uh, Zhuang Zhao in the 4th century BCE. And it was also part of a philosophical argument by Rene Descartes in the 1600s. Um, now, my main scientific theory that I could find when I was researching stuff comes from Oxford's philosopher Nick Bostrom in 2003. Now, uh, his assertion was that a advanced civilization with much better computing power than ours currently might decide to run simulations of their ancestors, and uh, they would probably have the ability to run many, many, many simulations at once. Uh, oh wait, it's like it's like it's like it's like uh, 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 Assassin's Creed. That's literally the whole point of Assassin's Creed, is they plug you into, like, this computer that not, lets you relive the past. Not quite. That's letting one person relive the past memories of their ancestor. This would be, uh, like, playing The Sims. Except you're not actually controlling certain people. It's just you would let uh, all The Sims, you would uh, turn on their autonomy and just let them do whatever they want. So they'd go to university, they'd uh, come home and make meals, they would... Go to work, they'd go shopping. It's kind of like a, a huge version of The Sims, but everybody actually has consciousness. This is like step number one for why we don't live in the simulations, because who would ever watch or play that game? <laughs> well, the the thing is, you wouldn't be playing it. You'd have it exactly. running. Exactly. No, you'd have it running, uh, and you'd come back in, I don't know, a couple days, maybe you'd turn the speed up, and then you'd be like, oh, hey, uh, The Sims have developed... Space flight and also genocide, that's kind of worrying. But Jasmine, would you not just kill everybody no. instantly? No, I would. Instantly, you'd remove all of the ladders from the pools. If they had true consciousness. Okay, removing ladders from pools is fun. They just drown. And they, okay, you can also lock people in basements uh, and throw away, like, get rid of the deer. <laughs> if you do that, you have just a. Uh, a relatively steady flow of income, and your family never has to know. Wait, you get a steady income from them living in the basement? They paint. You give them... You give them a bed. You give them, like, a How fridge and get... a stove. You give them uh, the bare necessities of what they need, and they will paint. They'll be trash at it to begin with. Like, paint as in paint the walls or paint No, paint uh, paint canvases, and then you can sell them. Where do they go? They, they buy them from themselves. Don't, don't question it. They're just sold. It's how Sims works. Anyway, 
back to the point. Uh, Nick Bostrom, 2003. Um, basically, he's saying that the majority of consciousnesses, if you were running like thousands of simulations with people just uh, in them, the majority of uh, consciousnesses would be in those simulations rather than outside of them. Um, so let's assume that in the future we have just tons and tons and tons of processing power and we are able to do these simulations because currently uh, running a simulation for like the physics of particles in the universe is beyond us. Yeah, basically. Like, uh, imagine we get quantum computing and also uh, just just incredibly, incredibly advanced uh, computers. At least eight gigabytes of RAM. At least, yeah. <laughs> One thing... Imagine our universe is running on eight gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> like, it has the best processor, but they just forgot to buy RAM for their PC. I feel so bad for and those And so people. they have to go back to their old PC and, like, and open it up, and it's like, I'm sorry, dear friend. And then you rip out their RAM, and you put it into your new, like, world sim. I did to my PC. <laughs> Our days are numbered by how long it's going to take them uh, to get the RAM. They're waiting on shipping currently. Well, I mean, RAM doesn't change our world. It just means how fast it can run and how many things can run at once. Well, I guess you didn't really care about how fast things are running. You... As soon as we get better RAM, then we don't need to sleep. We'll get to that. Anyways, continue, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so if you had super advanced computers and you could run these simulations, then Bostrom's saying uh, that our uh, descendants, our future humans, would run, might run, uh, simulations of their ancestors just to see um, what might have changed if this uh, one thing in the 2034 election changed, or what would happen if uh, this policy went into effect six years earlier, that sort of thing. I have no idea, Cody. I just made up a random number. I didn't want to say next year's election or this year's election. Whatever Is it the, this year? Uh, yeah, it's twenty twenty. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Anywho, uh, these people would be running simulations of their ancestors. Now, uh, if these simulated people are conscious. Um, then it could be the case that the vast majority of minds, like ours, don't actually belong to the original race, but rather to people uh, simulated by advanced descendants of the original race. Now, uh, to kind of back up this assumption, he argues that one of three prepositions must be true. Sort of like, um, either this fruit is an apple, this fruit is an orange, or this fruit is neither. Like, one of those things has to be true if I just hand you a random fruit. But what if it's, like, an Asian pear? So it's not an apple, <laughs> and it's not an orange. Sorry, oh, an Asian right. pear is a mixture of an <laughs> apple and an orange. My brain went straight to pear. I don't know why. What's the mixture of an apple and an orange? Um, a Nothing. cherry. Okay, I think these uh, hot takes are a bit too much for this pilot podcast. You heard it here first. <laughs> Cherries are just apples and oranges mixed together. In miniature. No, they're the regular size. <laughs> That's how they come out of the box when you put the apple and the orange together and you shake it. And here I thought cherries grew on trees. I've been lied no, to my do, entire but life. When, they, when you breed 
plants. You put them in a box and you shake it. Do you know how botany works? Yes, I'm obviously. I'm getting no. Because you put them in a box. Hey guys, I just invented the orange. I put apples and pineapples together in a box and I shook it and out popped an orange tree. Because this is how botany works. We don't have cuttings or anything like that. No. No, that would be well, absurd. Well, you take cut- cuttings and you can also put them in a box to give like an essence. Like how some people will take... LaCroix? Because <laughs> some people will take like bits of grapes. In actual botany, people will like connect fruits to grapevines and then give it like a slight taste of grape. But in, in real botany, you take grape leaves and you put them in a box and you kind of shake it and the essence is the fruit with grape. We're going to have botanists just spamming us. We're going to get death threats from people passionate about botany who are like, these fucking idiots. Wait, these, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? These little, little munchkins coming into my home telling me what boxes I put my plants into them to breed. It has to be a pine box. It's the only way it'll work. Oak can work too. No. No, it can't. It just it takes longer for it to develop the uh, the, the, <laughs> the different is, fruit. Oak is imperial. Pine is metric. <laughs> Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> Nick Bostrom uh, argues one of three prepositions must be true. So. All right. Yeah. Number one, the fraction of human level civilizations that reach a post-human stage, that is one capable of running high fidelity ancestor simulations, is very close to zero. Okay, what's fidelity? Um, simulations that have uh, conscious humans. Mm. Like a simulation that looks and feels real to the people in it, rather than just everything is blocks <laughs> and polygons. <laughs> like, you know the uh, the early Laura Croft uh, figure? She's just polygons. That. That's low fidelity. It's like when you turn all your settings up to high and everything looks really, really, really real in a, in a video game. The funniest thing about that is it's, it was very possible for them not to make them just points. Like, it, they could have literally just gone up, down, back down, like a trapezoid almost. You know, I was kind of talking about just the uh, appearance in general, not oh, no. specifically I'm talking specifically her about her titties. <laughs> I know you are, Cody. It's only because you want them. Uh, <laughs> poke my eye out. Number two. The fraction of post-human civilizations that are interested running simulations of their evolutionary history or variations thereof is very close to zero or non-existent. Me. So, uh, basically, um, the advanced people just don't care about what their ancestors yeah, did. Why would you do that when you can just play video games? Why indeed? Why focus on science and the history of the universe when I can just play Minecraft in VR? Think of how good Minecraft would run at a quantum computer. Or number three, the fraction of all people with our kind of experiences that are living in the simulation is very close to one, or basically everyone is in the simulation. So like all of existence is in the simulation, so therefore none of existence is? Uh, no. I'm so confused yet. Okay, so one is that, um, say that we are the predecessor to these uh, post-human... I got one and two, I just didn't get three. Okay, okay, you got you got one and two. Number three is, uh, basically, if you do reach this post-human stage and you are capable of running these simulations, then you're running thousands of these simulations because why are you just doing one or two when you have the capabilities of doing 
thousands and you, you're just you're just tweaking a, a couple little um, starting parameters or maybe you add in a couple global catastrophes because you want to see um, I don't know maybe how to prepare for these things or universe, how to respond to them. Our universe is the one where they just. Our universe is the one where Trump got elected. Yeah, it's the one where they added hentai into it. Right after World War II, they're just like, let's just sprinkle a little bit of this in there. They wanted to see, because like, in the in the like OG universe, Japan becomes like a hyper-militaristic state again and like takes over the world. But they're like, let's... But they're like, well, why don't we just try adding hentai to the mix? And then they become like Japan we know now. Hyper-militaristic. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> just a normal state, relatively speaking. But with hentai. I hate that. But how do you prove it's not true? Exactly. Jasmine, hentai stopped World War Three. <laughs> There's another universe. Hentai will cause World War Four. <laughs> That's what they find out in the simulation. Hentai saves the universe, but also is the end of it. Okay, so number three is you can run all these simulations, uh, and if you are running these simulations, and the people conscious in them uh, like have sentience and stuff, then most people who are alive, who have experiences similar to ours, are in the simulation. There's like only a small fraction of people who are not in a simulation. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, um, basically, it's it's not inconceivable to imagine a civilization like ours that developed computing and processing to the point where they can simulate an entire planet with over 7 billion minds because um, we have been getting better, faster... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the Daft Punk song. I hate you. But we have been getting um, faster computing. We've been getting um, much better processing power. Our electronics and our computing has just, it's been exponentially developing. In addition to that, uh, there's quantum computing, which is going to speed up uh, processing times. Shut up. Shut up. I'll do surgery on you. Fucking lobotomize you. That's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, we have quantum computing. Um, so it's not inconceivable if our level of te technology continues to develop uh, at the speed that it has been, that at some point we would be able to simulate these. Now, yeah, that makes sense. the problem is simulating consciousness because we haven't been able to do that yet for a human. Yet. Yet. But we're working on that as well. Um, we have so far successfully simulated part of a rat brain the C. elegans roundworm, the drosophilia fruit fly, and a mouse's brain. I like how it's like relatively normal animals and the drosophilia's fruit fly. It's like, hey, we got a rat, we got a mouse, we got a roundworm, and of course, the fruit fly. Why didn't they just say fruit fly? Uh, because there are different species. Do we really care yes. what type of fruit fly we put a brain into? He, absolutely, the scientists would. Yeah, but we're not scientists. Okay, look, it was just part of the article, so I just wrote it out like it had it. I don't really care about it, but if somebody's fact-checking... <laughs> it's like if someone were to, like, in, in a news article, write down the Latin term for, like, every single animal and human, whenever they refer to a human. Homo sapiens sapiens. <laughs> Homo sapiens sapien jasmine <laughs> was caught today. Killing, killing the podcast partner for talking about Latin terms. She confessed to the murder because he just wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Witnesses say this was a long time coming. Uh, anyway, okay, so 
uploading a mine into simulated reality, basically taking uh, somebody's brain and then uh, shoving it into uh, a computer or, I don't know, anything that could run a human brain is a million times harder because you either have to create the exact neuron uh, arrangement that the person has and, I guess, upload the brain, but then you get into questions of, well, wouldn't you just have a clone? Wouldn't you just have a copy of the person and the original person would either still be in their body or dead from whatever the process was? Is there a Black Mirror episode on that? Um, Where, like, they download a personal assistant that's just them, but in, yes. like, an Apple Watch? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't think we're, like, as hard as it would be to, like, program something that's similar to how the human brain works, like, it doesn't sound far-fetched, especially with today's technology. No, like, basically, what is a human being? We are a complex <laughs> arrangement of neurons that respond in a... a featherless, bipedal bird. <laughs> Diogenes? We're not getting into that right now. Take a seat. Go spit on some rich man's face. We are just like this complex arrangement of neurons that um, are arranged in patterns. I mean, we've got lobes of the brain and we've classified most of them. We have like a pretty good understanding of what certain lobes do and kind of a more, um, we vaguely know how this works. We just don't entirely know uh, what every little area of the brain does and how every little area uh, interconnects and stuff. But is, is the limiting factor, at least to your knowledge, like, our mapping of the brain rather than the technology? It's mapping of the brain, but it's also, we have, like, billions and billions and billions of neurons. Like, we, the computing power needed to simulate that would have to be immense, just for one brain. Even if you could get, um... But don't we already have, like, a quantum computer and that's, like, unbottling that? Well, we're working on it. The problem is you have qubits instead of bits, and getting them to work is very difficult and very, uh, finagly. Anywho, um, simulating uh, a neural network and creating consciousness through that, because I mean, it's kind of how babies work. You just make a brain and then you kind of start it. And then it's like, oh, this is sight. This is touch. This is, you kind of just learn everything from the get-go. Humans don't have a whole lot of um, intrinsic reactions. Like babies, if you put something in their hand, they'll grip it and they will hold their breath underwater. But other than that, they don't have a whole lot of just... um, instinctive reactions like if you look at baby cats they're already kind of pouncing on things and they're like baby deers just baby deer plural anyway they can just get up uh like a few minutes after birth and they're already ready to go but humans have a fairly large learning curve if hypothetically you were to like hook up a learning thingy to a fetus before it was born and then keep it on the baby's brain for all that time would would you be able to teach the computer how to learn like the child did or would it just learn what the child learned i'm not entirely sure what you mean like if a i were to take bit. a fetus and i were just to jam like a probe in its head well you'd still have to do a lot of computing because it would just be uh machine learning yeah like if it was just machine learning would it learn how to learn or would it not i think it would learn how to parse what it is experiencing like it would be able to say um, tracking pressure, no pressure, pressure, no pressure, uh, this is hot, this is cold, this is hot, this is cold. So it would just learn what the baby has learned, not how to learn, Yeah. the baby learned. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so, 
uh, with machine learning and human neurons, uh, there are experiments that have uh, human neurons um, computing some things. So you can get a circuit board, uh, like specially made, uh, and then you can put human neurons on it and you can grow those neurons and you can send it signals uh, and you can get a like expected response out of it. So if you send uh, a certain signal in, it will give you uh, a respected response out of it. It's really cool. Um, you should check out the Thought Emporium on YouTube. I'm pretty sure that's the YouTube channel. It's the same guy who made himself lactose intolerant for a fairly long amount of time by oh, sticking right, a right, virus's right, genes right. into himself. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about this. Yeah. I, I always get really uncomfortable with whenever you tell me any of this. He's, he's straight done. up insane. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he made um, the... Uh, he grew neurons on a, like, I hesitate to say circuit board because it's not really a circuit board. It's just a very, very, very simple um, circuit board, kind of. Anyway, he, he grew neurons on it. Um, so having human neurons uh, grow and learn and stuff and simulating it, I guess, wouldn't be uh, the most difficult approach to this. I think it would be computing power. Once you actually get the human brain like fully mapped and you can link all the neurons, yeah. it shouldn't be too, too, too hard. Yeah. So some people um, have a bit of like issues with this because they say um, like the, the self-consciousness, it's not just in the brain. It's also uh, contained in the body, uh, like with the soul. So you're not just your brain and how it works. You also have the soul which I guess either dies or does something upon your death. I also like the, uh, the, the, the soul, the soul, the soul. Anyways. <laughs> oh no, we're experiencing technical difficulty while I kill Cody. I mean, um, get him help or something. We're experiencing technical difficulty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so some people say you can't just take the brain, you can't just yeah. simulate it because there's uh, some other element. Although, how you can prove that there's some other element that you can't see or interact with is a bit difficult. So I'm... I guess whenever we actually get to the point yeah. where we can do it, that will be, like, definitive proof. Yeah, if this uh, simulation of a human consciousness is pretty, simu like, is pretty similar to a human then maybe you don't have a soul, or maybe your soul is just part of your brain. Yeah. We'll talk about that eventually, when we get to the religion point. Yeah. So, uh, some, more is some more issues with Bostrom's theory are that perhaps the simulated persons don't consciously experience things the way non-simulated people do, because, I mean, you have the simulated brain, but uh, simulating everything that you experience, uh, hot, cold, uh, touch, sound... Uh, taste it might not be the same as in the real world because it, it would be all simulated and how do you fully simulate all of that right, right. with a simulated so, like, body that doesn't truly exist parts of their consciousness is like like our four-dimensional beings concept where like they can feel the sensation of time or whatever um possibly or maybe their sensation like... of taste isn't as true as ours would be maybe um there are instead of just sweet, salty, bitter, uh, and mommy, all that, maybe they have, like, oh, ten, 
or 20 more of those, but they haven't figured out how to program it in yet. Right. So we can only experience four. Or maybe their sounds we hear from 20 to 20,000 hertz. Maybe they hear a huge range, but they decided 20 to 20,000. Yeah, let's not make simulation. Like, right. let's the, not. They had to lower our render distance. Yeah, that. Or maybe uh, touch. Maybe... Um, Maybe we can experience more. Maybe they can simulate uh, a lot more touch because they can simulate uh, objects and things in the simulation to a much higher degree than they would actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah so maybe they don't experience things the way that non-simulated people do, which is a fair critique. Yeah. Now, some other people say, um, we might be in scenario number three, but we are the predecessors to the post-humans who will be running these simulations. So we are living in a reality. That is true, non-simulated. Yeah. And 100, 200, 1,000 years down the road, we will get to that uh, computing processing power and be able to simulate human consciousness. And then at that point in time, the majority of uh, consciousness will be in those simulations. So, okay, that makes sense. We are the creators eventually. Eventually, yeah. We will eventually become post-human and make those simulations, but we haven't gotten there, gotten there yet. And we decide whether or not the world is better or worse off because of that. Oh, God. Okay. So that's uh, that's Nick Bostrom, uh, who was, I guess, like, one of the main uh, proponents that um, we might be living in a simulation. Although, no, that's not really fair to say that. Uh, his was one of the main theories that I found, but he is not truly convinced that we are actually living in a simulation. His article basically just kind of outlined uh, we could be uh, here are the three proponents. Um, a bunch of different people put different amounts of weight onto one, two, and three. A lot of people say, oh, we're definitely number one. Uh, some people say, oh, we're definitely number two. Some people say, oh, we're absolutely number three. Some people say, I'd say a 50-50 chance between two and three. Cherries. What are you drinking water on me? What do you want me to do? Just like... Anyway, um, so the other theory I found was that the universe seems to be based on mathematical laws. I got a lot of stuff on that, too, from the Crash Copulators. So. Yeah, yeah. Mine was, um, mine was a bit more realistic because it comes from Max Tegmark from MIT. Yeah, the mind came from Reddit. So oh, boy. who's the big brain here? Well, I, I wonder. Um, so the universe is based on mathematical laws. Um, so he says that uh, maybe it's not an intrinsic value of the universe, and rather it's a function of being in a simulation. So it just reflects the computer code in which it was written. Like, you play a video game, uh, unless you've managed to find a glitch or cheat codes, usually your character can't walk through walls, they can't fly, they can't, they can't break the laws of physics if you coded it correctly Which although we no one ever does no one has ever done we've I all will seen find those. the way to fix it we've all seen those horrible horrible uh just beginner games that people make and put on steam and it's like none of the physics work you can clip through walls in a heartbeat it's horrible when someone uses a game engine but they don't actually use it properly no they can invert the walls so you can go through but not back through it mm -hmm. anyway so uh everything's fairly neatly organized in video games um, unless you find the glitches which we will get to you can't break it uh, the laws of physics are fairly stable um, and at the very least 
if it is a simulation and there are rules imposed on us, we, at the very least, know that the reality the simulation is being run from is ordered enough to allow life and computing. Because if you don't have a universe that would allow maybe computing in a different manner than what we have, uh, instead of like bits and stuff, they might have done something completely different. Maybe they just went straight into organic computing. Maybe they emerged as silicone-based life forms with uh, organic computing or something like that. Mm. Um, the universe would at the very least have to allow that for them to run simulations. Okay. So, uh, we could move into your crackpot theories. Oh, yes, please. I got so many. Yeah, so they fun. are. Oh, boy. There's something. Every single time I find one, I always start talking to Jasmine. We were playing a lot of uh, D&D with our friend uh, for the past couple of days. He hates the simulations. We can't talk about it with him there. He, he cannot stand them. So I just, like, walk up to Jasmine, like, Jasmine, Jasmine, come here, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. And I would just show her, and she, all of a sudden, a face of, like, intrigue would just turn into your sadness and like disappointment. Because <laughs> um, like they seem interesting to begin with, and he's like, "I got it from Reddit, and the person on Reddit was a bit, eh." And then here's their theory, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, no, that doesn't, no, they're just so stupid. They don't know anything." Yeah, like, like clearly they're thinking, which is good. Okay, there are a couple ones that are just um, electrons are particles and waves. Gotcha! And I'm like, well... Yeah, all elementary particles are, so... Maybe some people will get it. Maybe some people will be more like me than they are you. Jasmine, clearly I am the intellectual one. I use Reddit. I have four and a half pages of typed up notes. I have screenshots from Reddit. Big brain, small brain. (laughs) (laughs) Think small, do smaller. Um... Anyways, so these all uh, came from r slash simulation theory, which is a subreddit, and there are multiple uh, simulation subreddits, but this is just the one that I found to have, like, the most uh, theories (laughs) on it. As we know, Reddit is the be-all, end-all of any academic research. Precisely. Just random people adding posts. It's right behind Quora. (laughs) Which is right behind Yahoo Answers. Anyways, so this there's a theory that this one guy made. I won't name names. Um, it's called the... Um- oh, I kind of want you to name names. No, I deliberately I... put them out. They're going to go on to Reddit anyways and figure it out. I literally... I was like, okay, Max Tegmark from MIT. I have like a literal quote from him. Just reflects the computer code in which it was written. Come on, name names. They put it on Reddit. It's not anonymous. These are sci... No, most of them are anonymous. And some of them are deleted. Well, then... Mm. Anyway, Literally everything you post on the internet that. is you. no longer anonymous. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Jasmine, I use Reddit. <laughs> exactly. It's not anonymous. Who was it? I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> I didn't screenshot the names. Oh, damn it. I, be- I believe in anonymity. Well, what if uh, we wanted to give them attribution or something? What if Raycon wanted to pick us up as sponsors and we wanted to... uh, If we get backlogged with sponsors somehow (laughs) in some magical universe, we get reverse... (laughs) We get reverse um, sponsored by someone. I will... I will specifically go onto the site. I will find their username. I will directly message them saying, hey, do you want some Raycon cash? 
But wouldn't it just be easier to name them so they could be like, hey, that's me. No. I'm in Anyways, that po- so they made this, um, this theory called the Umbrella Theory. And this is based off of... It's a sad... It's pretty... It's kind of sad, the connotations of it. But anyways, this person was saying, like, uh, <laughs> whenever you go outside and you're like, oh, it's going to rain. You, you hear on the news, oh, it's going to rain. And you bring an umbrella, but it never rains. You know? All those times you bring an umbrella, it never rains. Every single time you bring an umbrella, it never rains. But as soon as you don't bring your umbrella, it starts to rain. Remember, like all the times it's like all like all the times it's happened. It's only happened like a few times for me. No, Jasmine, it happened every time. Anyways, and don't you also hate it though? Whenever you start to make plans with your with your with your friends, they never actually go through, and they only ever work when you don't make the plans. That's only happened a few times. No, Jasmine, it happens every time. Also, uh, what was it? The, the the slit theory? The double slit experiment? We'll go into that a little bit later, right? We're recording, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom! What were we talking about? Uh, crackpot theories. You, I think, right. just saw uh, theory. Yes. Yeah. Did you not finish it? No, I basically did. Okay, I I thought so because you you talked about um the double slit experiment which we're getting to in just a bit. Well, not in a bit, but anyways. Okay, uh, <laughs> we can be concise and not have this drag on and on and so on. So this was a, this was a question posed by or not a question like a challenge posed by one of the um, one of the redditors in the, in the community saying, "For any lucid dreamers, try convincing the people in your dreams that you are dreaming." And I can lucid dream sometimes. So I attempted to do this, and they just said, cool, and then nothing happened. And I was like, all right, well, okay. Because, like... You might be lucid dreaming, but it's still a dream. Yeah. Your brain's still kind of in charge of it. My brain knew what I was trying to do as a thing. The GMs knew, Jasmine. They knew that I was going to try it in my dream, so they programmed something into my dream. No, what it is is they saw that subreddit, so they reprogrammed dreaming and lucid dreaming. Wow. Came out in the dreaming and lucid dreaming up number patch like i don't know 2.6 oh, there would be way more patches are you kidding me they had to patch flight because no right... but it's like minecraft it resets oh <laughs> god they had to do a patch for uh powered flight and they had to do a patch for nuclear power which they were not happy about no all all of those patches came out in the um, industrialization and immersion era update it was one of their greatest expansions. So much change in such a short amount of time. Some people thought that the expansion kind of ruined the game in some capacity, but others pose uh, the belief that it adds like a different challenge. But now, in hindsight, it seemed that it kind of just ruined the meta for everyone. Anyways, um, <laughs> science. Another person proposes the fact we're totally real humans and not simulations. We're so cool. Jasmine. This is probably why I got bullied in elementary school. I didn't. <laughs> How many friends did you have, Cody? I had two friends. Nope. I had one, two, three. Three main friends. Mm-hmm. And then I had a couple other people that didn't hate me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't... 
<laughs> the reason I wasn't bullied was not because people didn't want to bully me. It's because I had one person that I knew for a long time, and he beat the ever-loving <laughs> crap out of someone who tried to bully me. There we go. Like, full-on grabbed his head and started smashing him against a wall kind of thing. <laughs> Good times. Well, I mean, as long as that anger is directed at your bullies and not you, I'd say, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a great friend. Precisely. Exactly. If you can bully bullies, do it. Kids, remember. <laughs> if you can punch Nazis, do it. Bullying's okay. As long as it's, it's as long as it's cool. Bullying's cool. You heard it here first. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm kidding. It's hyperbole. Just cut that out. No. Yes. It stays in. No. Bullying's cool as long as you're <laughs> bullying bullies. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so another <laughs> As we all know, a tolerant society cannot tolerate intolerance. Exactly. Well, that's an actual thing. We'll go into that eventually. No, right. we won't. Not for this episode. No, not this one. Eventually. Mm. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so another theory that was actually proposed, I found this one kind of, like, believable, just because of how the way computers work, is saying that, um, I don't know how true the first part is, because scientists don't really know why we need to sleep. If we do live in a simulation, sleep could be the way to reduce the processing power necessary to run the simulation. Sleep may be the mechanism to periodically turn off one of the universe's most processing intensive entities the human brain which I, I it makes sense in my mind it's like how um in video games when you're not looking behind you uh they they turn off most of the uh, uh they just don't render it yeah well they render parts of it but it's like the gross polygons it, th- this is revolutionized by halo if i'm not mistaken where they basically just render only the things you're looking at and it made it run so much better. Rather than the entire world that you're in, it's just a small amount of... Precisely, use of so much less uh, processing power. So, but, like, to me that makes sense as to why that would be a theory. And I even think it's, like, more of one of the... More of one of the believable crackpot theories. I mean, yes, if sleeping didn't uh, store your short-term memories as long-term memories and also help you heal... People who uh, are insomniacs or, like, people who have sustained brain damage and find it, like, uh, very, very, very difficult to sleep, um, they... Things just start going wrong very quickly with your brain. But, Jasmine, (laughs) the problem with the simulation is its processing power, not its memory power. When you're asleep, you're downloading all your RAM into your hard drive. I think if you've managed to simulate seven billion people who are fully conscious like 16 hours out of the day this is why mental illness exists is because there's so many new things that the processing is starting to break down bam okay if you were really having a processing problem stop running the simulation at uh full time no yeah just run it at half time or quarter time it's going to take longer for you to see results but your processing is going to be much better then slow it down even further they've done it they've gone down like if they go any further down, the... They introduced a pandemic to clear out people. I mean, it's not working the greatest as far as we're trying. If they wanted to really do it, they'd do something like, I don't know, something like... Just that would actually destroy our environment. That would, like, I don't know, lead to eventual environmental breakdown. No, but that would okay. cause, like, I don't know, some kind of heating of the planet that would make the polar ice caps, I don't know, melt. And then that would force everybody towards center, which would create a lot of... Um, internal and external chaos leading to a bunch of wars and a bunch of people would die due to those wars and then 
most of the rich people would eventually leave and then get stuck in space and they'd all die and so the, the rest of the planet would just be stuck with all you know the rat gene, rat demons that were left behind no but cody global warming doesn't exist oh, so yeah. that, that can't be it. sorry that can't that's not possible <laughs> um okay what's another one all right this one this one i thought was another interesting one okay um it's that oh it's this one <laughs> shut up it's a human share a lot of their dna with everything else we are 90, 98% related to bananas, so... <laughs> I love that. Um, and they were saying, like, uh, this is an example of efficient resource utilization. And uh, a programmer was saying that it's called inheritance. Inheritance in, in programming languages. Which I think, again, makes it, I understand why people would see this as a theory. Like, like if you're, inheritance, is that kind of like a bunch of people using the same... Uh, it's, it's when, engine to make a bunch of games. No, no, no. It's when you when you're making a game and to cut down on how much storage space your game takes up, you reuse assets. Okay. So like in Banjo Kazooie was a good one. They had so much music, but music is huge, especially at the time and how much space it took up. Mm-hmm. So what they did is for all the sound files, most of it was um, just slowed down or sped up. Oh. So a lot of the enemies were just slowed down or sped up Kazooie or Banjo. Hmm. It's re- it was really well done, anyways. I mean, okay, it's interesting, but also you have to realize that uh, everything that lives like on Earth has a common ancestor. We all like originated from one thing. Everything, um, code. <sighs> everything that lives on land also has a common ancestor. Code. I'm gonna kill you. Sorry. Straight up. Um, and also for DNA, we only have um, the. I'm not sure if they're proteins, but it's A, C, G, and T, right? And it's just, it's combinations and strings of that that make up, like, genes and that make up our DNA. So if you only have, like, I don't know, four different colors and you have to make uh, completely, completely different things, the base code's gonna look pretty similar. Precisely. Random simulation. Anyways, uh... (laughs) That was more of just a question. Actually, this would be a good question to ask you guys next. But oh, no. Before we get into the depressing things. Mm, yeah, so here we'll get to the question and the depression one afterwards. But this this is another interesting theory. It's that what if uh, we figured out, we found out that when we were asleep, we were actually getting like peeks into other universes or simulations or into the multiverse, that kind of thing. So like, you spend most of your time on Earth, and whenever you're asleep, it's just kind of like the loading screen where you can like look at all the different ones. See, I kind of have a problem with that, because I'm assuming if people have managed to figure out a simulation for 7 billion people, right, in addition to uh, the known universe and all the physics and all of that, right, why have the loading screen when you're asleep? Why not... Well, I, w- I would say it's less a loading screen. It's kind of like more an Easter egg. So, like... <laughs> but why? Why have that? Well, why do... Why do people put Easter eggs in any game? Yeah, but it's if you're for the if you're scene. running a scientific experiment, oh, that's it's not, not a game. You think this is a scientific experiment? Wait, we have had died. <laughs> that proves this isn't. <laughs> it proves that they did something wrong when Precisely. they simulated our consciousness. It's a video game. No, it's not you a can't video have game. This much chaos and be a scientific. Yes, it absolutely simulation. can. It absolutely can. You're saying that scientists had to do whole papers. On do you hentai? know? Do you know uh, what coders do? They get a rubber ducky and they stick it to the side of their computer, 
and they talk to the rubber ducky if they are having code problems because talking it out makes more sense. Like, uh, it, uh, lets what you discover What does it have to do with stuff. anything? I'm saying that people are fucking weird, so yeah, I can absolutely see programmers just, uh, just destroying humanity for shits and giggles or because something was programmed wrong. They forgot an end bracket or they forgot a zero somewhere. Anyways. I they think... talk to rubber duckies when they're making code, Cody. Anyways. Adding Easter eggs to, for your characters to, like, look at your other... It's like a... It's, no, it's not even an Easter egg. You know what it'd be? It'd be like, um, 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 um... What, 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 like, like your portfolio. So you have all your other games that you made or no. all the other simulations that you made and you have them it. in there. I don't buy it. I'm saying, this is one of the weaker ones. <laughs> by far. But... Makes you think. And not everybody has those really weird dreams. I don't really have weird dreams. Mine are really realistic, which makes me sad. Yeah, so <laughs> what the fuck's up with that portfolio? It's pretty pathetic. Mine has a weak portfolio. <laughs> Except for those really, like, intense Wait, nightmares. yours? Do you mean that every single person has oh, a coder God. pro what if, <laughs> associated okay, okay, with hold, them? Hold on a second. What if in the future, all, all people are, like, professional coders, and everybody gets together to, like, end world hunger or whatever, and to do it, they make a simulation... And everybody in every single coder gets their own character. Why would that end world hunger? I don't know, Jasmine. What <laughs> world code day or something? <laughs> and like, what? Everybody attaches their other projects into their into their into their creations dreamscape. Why the fuck would you do that? For the memes. For international ending world hunger with coding day. Okay, my problem with that is. If you have a programmer, and they're working on one project, and then they work on a different one, if you're with a studio, it's likely that you're not going to be using, like, the same software or, like, the same... No, everybody uses the same software. There's monopolies <laughs> okay, in Okay, you're making a lot of jumps in logic. Jasmine, I use Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the thing I like least about you. Ooh. <laughs> it's not 4chan. Wow! <laughs> High standards. If our simulators know we're in the massive universe sim, do they have debates as to whether we're conscious or not? I don't know. That's a hard one. I mean, okay. If we, in the future, mastered uh, simulated consciousness, then I don't think it would be a debate because it's simulated consciousness it's simulated but it's real i mean we have another question later on for you about pcs that we can get into with that more yeah but like this is like the inverse of that question really i think if it originated uh naturally in a simulation like if you just um were running simulations and then one day you kind of checked back and uh the computer started like being like hey daddy well not like that, but the people inside of it were acting a lot more like people than you had programmed them, then maybe, versus if you specifically programmed them to act just like you with a simulated consciousness. You know, creator daddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you don't think it would be a debate? Unplug yourself. How dare you? <laughs> Um, right. So you don't think that they would have debates. Do you think they wouldn't have debates because we aren't consciousness, or that they wouldn't have debates because they already know that we're conscious? I think it's because either they already know... Okay. 
what I was saying was, uh, I don't think there would be debates if they already had the plan to simulate consciousness. Okay, so they're actively trying to make consciousness. Yeah, it then you wouldn't really a have debate. a debate. Like, if you manage to simulate a mouse brain, are you going to be like, uh, that's not really a mouse, fuck it. Not really. If it acts like a mouse, uh, and it interprets the world like a mouse, it's a mouse. A duck. Continue. This is why I can't bring you anywhere nice. <laughs> you don't bring me anywhere. <laughs> Anyways, continue on with your, with your duck thing. Uh, okay, so what I'm saying, if you simulate a human consciousness and it talks and acts and feels like a human and experiences the world like a human, I'm going to say it's a human consciousness, right? And I'm guessing that the people simulating it, if that was their intention, sure. Now, if you uh, were running a simulation and it just kind of organically developed, then I think there would be debates over whether or not the simulated human is conscious because you didn't really intend it. To go to your first point with Jasmine, I'm, I'm a... I'm a middle-class white American. Bold of you to assume that middle-class white Americans exist in the reality above the simulation. I'm, well, I say I'm middle-class. Oh my god, what if it's all just Wakanda? Wakanda? Yeah. Wakanda? Shut up, I can't pronounce stuff, you know this. Cut it out after when you're editing. (laughs) I'm gonna like, (laughs) double-take it, I'm gonna do like a record scratch. (laughs) No. I'm too lazy for that. Wakanda. Wakanda. Wakanda, Jesus fuck. Wakanda forever, guys. Oh, guys, Wakanda forever. Oh, I think I see a moose. Might be a deer, though. You can't even do the Canadian accent. I can't do anything well. (laughs) Anyways, I'm a white upper class American, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that that AI has rights because it's not Christian. What about the Christian AIs? I don't know Check why. fucking mate. I don't know why, but immediately after you said that, I just imagined, like, this this computer simulation of, like, a kid skateboarding down the road and be, like, kicking up a skateboard and being like, Jesus, it's cool. <laughs> like, early 2000s animation, too, though. I've got my youth Bible on me at all times. No, not even. It's literally just him skateboarding, kicking up the skateboard. Jesus, it's cool. And then it ends. That's the whole AI. <laughs> they created artificial intelligence just so they could do that. Just so they could pander to the Christians and spread their ideology further. <laughs> Big farmer is neat. <laughs> Capitalism is great. <laughs> Get yours today. I think you're dying of heat. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. All right. Well, yeah. I I think that either way there would be arguments because like there's always there's always people that think technology well, I mean, is going too far. There's people who think that other people aren't really truly full people. So yeah, that'd be interesting. What would a white supremacist say to a computer? Because oh, objectively speaking, a computer is better in every way, or mm-hmm. will be eventually better than every way. It depends on how artificial intelligence develops. Like humans are, humans are very, very, very good at figuring out tasks and uh, figuring out how to overcome them. Versus computers are incredibly good at very specific things. You want a computer to add or subtract or do math? 
it's going to be a human hands down. You want a computer to sit down and figure out a diplomatic solution to uh, a hundred year history between uh, two countries that have been at war but finally want peace. It's going to shit itself. It's going to fail. Computers are very good at very specific things, which is why machine learning is well, that, I'm not pretty talking difficult. about machines. I'm talking about AI. Yeah, but we also... They're not We're talking super about the great. ones that look like us. Do the do the creator white supremacists think that we're better because we're machines? No, no. I think they would think that we are either equal or lesser. I'm gonna bank on lesser. If you are, well, simulating... yeah, obviously, if you're if you're yeah. a white supremacist, you think everything's lesser regardless of your ideology. Well, true, but also if you're simulating a consciousness, it's going to either be uh, basically the same as yours or a lesser approximation of yours. So it's either going to be equal or lesser, or cooler, or different. Everybody has sunglasses. Moving on. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> before we got really off topic there, um, this one's a little bit of a downside to the whole simulation community on, on, on Reddit, at least. And it's about, like, mental illnesses. So, there was a lot of posts on Reddit, on this subreddit, rather, of like glitches in the matrix most of them were memes like how a bird can like fly in place if there's enough wind or like i don't know i mean that one's just opposing vectors it's basic physics but anyways (laughs) cody's giving me a look that says uh basic physics i don't think so um Anyway, like, like little, like, things in the quote-unquote matrix that can be seen as, as, like, bugs or glitches or anything like that. But the problem with that is some people with mental illness, more specifically leaning towards, like, schizophrenia and paranoid schizophrenia, will, like, allow the whole subreddit to feed into their paranoia or feed into their, I don't know. Delusions? Delusions, that's the word I was looking for. So, uh, this one... See, posted by deleted. Uh, not the, Your username is not deleted. It's like, we got I'm it. just going to picture people like trying to search up deleted simulation. Oh, no. Well, it, it, all of these are on r slash simulation theory. It's not going to be hard to find if you actually want to find it. But anyways, um, this person is talking about how uh, they're unwell mentally and how the more unwell they get, the more of the simulation they can see. And they're starting towards the belief that what if the medication that we're given to quote unquote help our schizophrenia or our mental illness is actually keeping us in the simulation. And like, as interesting as that would be to theorize, it's just a theory, a game theory. Thanks for watching. It's just, no, it, it's it's just a theory. You can't. You ha- like if you're if you're severely mentally ill. And medication is helping you. Like, you need to know that the medication, even if it's not working at the time, will eventually help you or help ease the pain a little bit. It's not a simulation. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's really not. And feeding into that is just going to make everything so much worse. Yeah, you are just feeding your delusions. It's like, like how, you know, some people with schizophrenia are told, uh, don't point to where you're. To don't point to where your hallucinations are. Like, don't interact with them. It's just going to make them stronger. Yeah. Like, uh, my one friend, I, I asked, because like, at the time I didn't know, and I asked him, like, 
he said, oh, there's a there's a raven watching you. I said, oh, where? And he's like, oh, I can't actually it's like say that because then it kind of makes it more real to me. Because if I were to look at it, like me as in Cody, were to look at the raven, he would then think, oh, so it must actually be there. And it kind of goes along with that. Like if you if you start to believe that you are in a simulation and you start to not take your meds because of that, then you're just going to fall further and further into mental illness and it's going to be harder and harder for you to come back. So this is our little, like, nubbin of, of goodness. Take your medication. It helps. It's like, it's the one point of seriousness in, like, a very silly podcast. Uh, take your medication. If it's not working, talk to your doctor. Try something else. But don't just go off your medication cold turkey because you think it's forcing you into a simulation that you would otherwise uh, be able to see out of. Like, it's it's just going to make Everything's so, so, so much worse. Yeah, precisely. Like, medication just helps. Maybe not the one that you're on right now, but eventually the one that you will start taking. Yeah. 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 You'll eventually get there. Yeah. Trial and error. Uh, Yeah, that's about it for my my Reddit conspiracies and that. You had had your one on sapient NPCs. Yeah, but we're doing it at the end, aren't we? No. Oh, we're doing it now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This, this is a... Here's my outline of the podcast. Where are we? We're here. Oh, wow, we've got a lot. We've got a lot. Cody. What? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not in, we're, we're not even halfway through. That's just the writing down. Um, the amount of information that I have for, like, the You need to make this smaller. We're already in an hour. No, no, this, the, the stuff that I have written down for the second half... Um, it doesn't, it's not a whole lot of writing. It's really not. Okay. Anyway, so this this was an interesting proposed um, thought experiment, if you will. Uh, this was on, I, I honestly think this was on Quora. <laughs> uh, I don't remember exactly where I got this. Great sources. You're welcome. <laughs> I was just looking for random things. Don't judge me. Anyways. so the propo- I got a couple of mine from Scientific I'll, American. Uh, I don't have screenshots. I have actual sources. Sources, sources. One of us is a type A personality and the other is a type B. Can you guess who's who? I'm a type Z. <laughs> the three genders. <laughs> um, anyways, so here's the question and also sets up the world. I'm a games master in the most advanced virtual reality MMO RPG. In this virtual... In this virtual lands, NPCs are sentient beings. They reproduce, feel emotions, and behave identical to humans. That's great, isn't it? Oh, but there is a big problem now. NPCs are suffering all types of abuse and uh, by a lot of players, killing them, raping them, stealing their hard-earned money, yes, NPCs work, horrible tortures, etc. An unknown player recorded a brutal video, quote-unquote, that shows a guild butchering and burning a whole NPC town uh, down to ashes and impaling the survivors. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this little NPC girl, his virtual daughter, interviewed her in a live stream to show her pain and sentience. Now people around the world have a dilemma. Should we give human rights to virtual sentient beings? If yes, how? And if not, why? Is there any other solutions to this problem? And as a note, NPCs grow 50% faster than real humans. We, we uh, just can't close the game. It will be like a mass genocide. Virtual children inherit some shards of personality from their real-world 
progenitors? Progenitors? Yeah, I think so. Instead of, gen- instead of DNA. Why can't you just close the game? Mass genocide. No, no, no like, <laughs> not turn it off. You physically are capable of doing it. No, 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 I don't mean, like, close the game, turn it off. I mean, close it to IRL players. Well, that's a proposed question, Zachary. Should we give them rights or not? Um, I think giving them human rights gets a bit tricky because, uh, I mean, you have to completely and utterly define humans. And based on the political situation right now, a lot of people are going to be excluded from that definition of humans. You're going to have to have like a very narrow uh, focus on what a human is, which is never going to go great. I think um, maybe they should make like a a different set of rights. Like we have animal rights, we have human rights. Why not uh, NPC or AI rights? Because then you don't have to completely and utterly redefine humans. Um, and you can create new rights for these beings. If they're sentient like humans, then, yeah, they should absolutely have rights. I kind of think until you figure that out, the game should be closed off to IRL players because you could have them, like, sign a waiver, guaranteed that they're not going to do horribly shitty stuff, and they're still going to do it. What What are the consequences? It's just a game. They don't actually have rights. Close, kick everybody off the servers. Um, just have the NPCs be able to live their lives until you figure out their rights. Nodding. Yeah. Just realizing that we recorded this video. Yeah, it's a podcast. I, I was nodding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm 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 torn on this one. I don't think they should have human rights because, like you said, they're not humans, and you would have to redefine what a human is. Yeah, and that's gonna go badly. Very badly. But like at the same time, if they're sentient, if they experience everything that we do, then they are alive and they should have rights. Yeah. And it's, it's more of an issue with the world, in my opinion. The current political situation and how that's going to go down with... Not even that. Just no? like, everyone. <laughs> like, it's introducing a new race on Earth. We already struggle with race on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, even people that aren't racist, xenophobia is, like, imprinted on our brains. Even people who aren't racist. I mean, we grow up in a racist society, so, like, racism is kind of embedded. It's, it's less that, like, there's there's actual parts of our brain that tell us the people that we are with are good because we are with them. The people that we are not with are bad because they are not us. We have that kind of... Since, like, tribal days, we've had that. And that's where racism kind of stems from. Same reason why you can go up to a person, and if two people of different races start talking, you see them as more of a person because you know them. I mean, yeah, but there's also horribly bigoted racists who uh, interact with, like, different people constantly, and And they're still horribly bigoted racists. They're just stupid. (laughs) There's no other way around that. Okay, we have to open a window. Like, I'm... No, because then we'll get the outside sounds. I'm overheating. It's so bad. We'll finish this faster, then. Maybe we can take a break and come back. No! We've taken two! I'm overheating so bad. Yeah, but we didn't actually leave the room when we took those breaks. Cody. We're going to finish I'm a sweaty goblin. <laughs> We're both sweaty goblins. Fine, okay. Done the sapient NPCs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I think they should have some kind of rights, but I don't think it should be human rights. Yeah. Or, like, you can't just close the game and hope that that's the best, because people will just find the source code. Like, they will go... They will if they if people in the world know that they can murder people yeah. without legal repercussions, yeah. they're going to find but out how. Close the game until you figure out the legal stuff because why just let people die? Well, 
you need to like have like a whole group of GMs that are like not evil, protecting the NPCs. No, uh, close the game. Gosh, off. it would it would legitimately be like actual warfare, except only half the people can really die. Yeah, you die if you are like an IRL player. Just create a new character. No, even not even that. It's probably just like an MMO where you can just go to the Shrine of Resurrection. Right? Yeah, I mean, you could change the source code so that uh, each person playing only gets one account. Like, I'm, I'm assuming if you've got this kind of technology that you can simulate humans, then yeah, you probably you have a... Change your IP well, I was going to say, you probably have a way to actually, like... If you wanted to do that, you could link uh, each player, IRL, to whatever character they're doing. Not just, like, IP, but each individual person only gets one character. So if you die... In that game, you die. No, you don't die in real life, but you can't play that game. Yeah. Gets rid of the, like, absolute fucking assholes. But you know that there would be people who have no intention of playing that game, go online, make an account, and then sell that account for thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'd do that. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I'd be crusading, I hope. I hope I live with these other young people. All right, guys. Like, I know that we're in the middle of a war, but I have homework tomorrow, so I'll see you later. It's such a weird dynamic, because that would actually happen. You have kids who are just really good at the game and don't want people to die, but they're still kids, and like, they have to, like, Okay, guys, my mom says I have to sign off in 15 minutes, so, like, I'm I'm really sorry, but she she doesn't really think you're actual people, um, so she's she's going to pull the plug on my computer if I don't get off. My mom um, said that my friends that I made on Discord are real friends. So, I mean, I hope you guys are alive after school tomorrow. Um, see ya. Bye. Dear diary. Let's move on. Mom this doesn't think my friends are real, and I'm not sure if I'll ever see them again. Oh, no. Now you're making me really sad. I'm not sure how well I'm going to do on my calc test, because all <laughs> I can think of is Jeremiah and Josh being murdered in the game and me never seeing them again, and Mom still not thinking that they're real people. Dear diary. Do you think AIs go to heaven? Okay, no, we're not. <laughs> That's another can of worms. I mean, no. We're getting there eventually. Not really. Not really. At the bottom of your sheet, Jeff. <laughs> no, Look at it. <laughs> Guess okay. upon it. So, um, indicators. Um, sorry, indicators or ways to tell that we are living in a simulation. So, I did um, a bit of research, and uh, basically. Some people have come up with theories that they're kind of saying, um, oh, this could be an indication that we are indeed living in a simulation. So my first one is um, kind of the Drake equation Fermi paradox. So the Drake equation is an equation for estimating uh, alien life in the Milky Way. It's pretty simple. I'm not going to dive into it. You can just look it up. But the uh, Fermi paradox is the contradiction between the lack of uh, alien life or alien civilizations and the high estimates for the probability, and those high estimates come from the Drake equation. Um, so some suggest that intelligent uh, extraterrestrial beings are incredibly rare. Um, some people say that their civilization lifetime might be incredibly short, so a lot of them do exist, but none of them really get to spacefaring capabilities or um, live long enough to send and receive messages from us. Um, or that they do exist, but we just don't really see them, uh, possibly. They look at Earth and they say, let's not interfere until they're capable of uh, spacefaring or yeah. until they've stopped doing genocides. 
some network. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, uh, a couple of people are like, oh, uh, the lack of extraterrestrial life forms, uh, that means that we're in a simulation. And some people are like, mm, not really. There could be a bunch of different arguments for why or why not uh, we see them. Electrons and particles as waves, and kind of mixing in a bit of quantum mechanics. So uh, this is where the dual slit theory comes in. So shut up, <laughs> it's just science. Electrons behave as waves and particles. So particles like a basketball and waves like water. Um, so it's not really like a gotcha. It's not really like a, oh, why do they behave like this? Light also be behaves as a wave and a particle. We figured that out a while ago. Um, and electrons behave just like all other elementary particles uh, as a wave and a particle. Elec sorry, elementary particles are uh, the particles that make up like the building blocks of everything, the particles that can't be split into smaller things. Molecules can be split into atoms, atoms can be split into protons and neutrons and electrons and... Uh... Anyway, <coughs> elementary particles. So um, these particles uh, can also act as waves um, and they have... This property is called... Uh... Well... They have this thing that they do, uh, and we've found it out through experiments, uh, proving the like uh, duality wave and particle thing. And it's called the dual slit experiment. You wanna? I don't have anything on it. Oh, you just brought it up? Yeah, it was just in the umbrella theory. Okay. <laughs> Basically, it means um, if you have ever looked at water going through two slits, you will get this really cool kind of uh, checkerboard interference pattern because the waves go through uh, both slits and they kind of interfere with each other. Now, if you fired particles through those two slits, you would just see uh, no particles and then like a grouping of particles and then no particles and a grouping of particles. Because that's, that's how particles work if you fire them straight through yeah. two slits. Yeah. But the waves get like this like I said, checkerboard pattern um, all over like the backboard that they hit on. Uh, the particles just have like the two um, groupings. Electrons act like waves um, in that they have the interference pattern. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it works. Um, in fact, it's not just limited to elementary particles. Uh, all matter exhibits wave-like behavior. So you and uh, large transportation trucks and houses and even planets, they all exhibit wave-like behavior, um, but they only move like on a scale that is negligible to literally everything. It's so small that we could not measure it. We can only measure it in incredibly, incredibly small particles. Basically, the smaller your mass, the more wave-like you are. The bigger your mass, the less wave-like you are. And everything above, like, molecules is so massive that mm -hmm. the wave-like properties are unmeasurable at this moment. I don't like the fact that I'm just, like, wiggling. Except you're not really. Like, the atoms inside of you are wiggling more than the wave -like I don't like properties. that more. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that has heat is moving. Heat is just how much something jiggles. So we're wiggling extra because we're yeah. boiling it A up. solid moves less than a liquid does which also jiggles less than a gas does. So the gas that you're breathing in, oxygen right now, is jiggling a lot. Science yeah. is hard. Yeah. This is why I was in the humanities. Um, another gotcha 
or an indication that some people believe that we're living in a simulation is the Planck length. Sorry, Planck length. The what? The Planck length. So it is the smallest distance that conventional physics can make sense of. Um, it's it's incredibly, incredibly small. So yeah, it like is 10 to the negative 20 diameter of a proton. Yeah, like, like that. No. Yeah, about this big. No. Yeah. Uh, try smaller. Like that? Nope, try smaller. Like no, you're at about like a couple millimeters. Try smaller. <laughs> Fingers shaking. Yeah. Try try smaller than a couple millimeters. Yeah, like so like that. No, you just got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like it is an almost inconceivably small uh distance. So it is smaller than a brent box? Yes. Whoa. I know. Crazy to think about, isn't it? <laughs> um so Basically, it's at the scale at which gravitational effects are, like quantum gravitational effects, I should say, are thought to begin to be apparent, um, as well as the area a black hole grows when it consumes one bit of information. Basically, the smallest amount of information you could uh, like parse out. Mm -hmm. If a black hole absorbs that information, it would grow one Planck length. Kind of get that. Yeah. In addition, uh, we can't measure anything at that size. Um, it's smaller. The smaller something is, the more energetic uh, a beam of energy we need to measure it. So people, we're not very energetic. We can, like, at the normal size that we see things at, the energy we need is just conventional light. If you get really, 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 really small, you might need a microscope or an electron microscope. You switch from... Uh, the visible light spectrum to electrons because they're more energetic. Mm. But if you get smaller and smaller and smaller, with an electron microscope, you can measure uh, atoms. If you get smaller than that, we don't really have anything that is energetic enough to measure that. So we like we really can't measure it. Um, but some people think that uh, the Planck length is like the smallest render distance and the simulation just doesn't render anything below that. Okay, yeah. Technically, there are smaller lengths. You could divide a Planck length Stop. into smaller, no, but like we still can't. can't measure that. You can't. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, it's like it's taking math, 10 meters. Math and science have no business being in each other's giblets. It's like taking uh, a ruler stick and snapping it in half if you... You're not allowed to do that. You get in trouble from the teachers. Yeah, they beat you. Um, so there's also computational constraints. So, uh, I guess not really glitches, um, but programmers might have cut corners to make running a simulation easier. Almost like, I don't know, using, using the same DNA. No, actually, completely different. Um, but with finite computational resources, the universe would have to be a finite set of points in a finite volume rather than like an infinite universe. So basically, you would have a bubble that you are simulating stuff in rather than infinity. Like we theorize the universe is. But Jasmine, I thought you told me that the universe eventually will stop. No. Doesn't it? Isn't there like a finite and it can only spread so thin? No. Okay, so uh, depending on the composition of the universe, either we will experience a big rip, um, a big collapse, or <laughs> big rip. just it will continue to expand. Okay. So, no. Okay, um, so evidence of uh, the finite computation resources might come in the form of an unusual distribution of energies in the cosmic rays 
hitting Earth. So there are currently experiments to see if, uh, like, to see if they can find unusual distributions of energy. It's very high sciencey, so I won't get into it more because I also I don't really understand it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and the final one, it kind of tags on to the computational restraints. Um, theoretically, if you had a finite amount of energy or finite amount of RAM or processing power to mm -hmm. run the simulation, you would eventually uh, run out of space. Yeah. So you can't store all the digits of an infinitely long number because it will just continue on and on and on. Even if each digit only takes, like, negligible amount of storage. I have a short story about pi. No. No. First off, so um, there are infinite amount of uh, rational numbers like pi. So the digits continue on forever. There's the square root of two. Um, there is pi. There's tau. Like, it just, there... A third of... Tau? A third of ten is it? Tau is just double pi. What am I thinking of? Two point two or two thirds? Uh, yeah, that's one third. Yeah. Yeah, one third is technically an infinitely repeating number. Yeah. Um. Anyway. I'm a smart. <laughs> so there are infinite amount of uh, irrational numbers, and they have infinitely many decimal points. So if you tried to render all of those digits, uh, it would be literally impossible. You'd yeah. have to have an infinite amount of computing power. And if we assume that there's a finite amount of computational resources, even though it might be uh, massive, eventually, if we are ever able to uh, not generate another digit of pi or another rational number, yeah. then you could probably say, yeah, we're living in a simulation and they just haven't gotten to those numbers. Okay. When I was in high school, my friend and I were like, how many digits of pi do we actually have? Because we have, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. I think they meant, like, a couple trillion. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> the website that I found was, like, all the digits of pi. And I was like, cool, I can, like, scroll through it. But no, no, no. They were all <laughs> files. None of them zipped. Oh, Instantly no. downloaded onto the school PCs. Oh, no. I slowed down the entire entire school's bandwidth everyone started being like i can't connect to the internet now. i'm just like trying to exit out all of because it did a bunch of downloads obviously because it can't just download and each of them was like hundreds and hundreds of gigabytes each and there was like a, a whole span of these things and everybody's computers start <laughs> shutting down like it had that little dinosaur show up like everybody's internet just started to like crap out and i didn't say anything I just quickly, like, exit everything out. Nobody noticed, because it was, like, literally just me downloading something. Right. And I, like, you know. And also, why would anybody assume that somebody downloading something craps out the entire internet? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm downloading, like, over a trillion digits of pi. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of gigs. Oh, it was, like, it was probably my dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, but you didn't know that clicking on the website was going to download hundreds of digits of pi, did yeah, you? Yeah, but even, even loading a website with trillions of digits is not a smart thing to do. You could just close it. <laughs> close Chrome. God, that's awful. Yeah, I'm a smart kid. I'm smarter now. Okay, um, and... <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so, uh, rendering inconsistencies. So this is this kind of brings up the wave-particle duality yeah. thing again. Um, again, assuming finite computational power. 
um, a system would render only when somebody's looking at it, kind of like you were talking about Halo. Mm-hmm. But people are observing a lot of things all the time. Um, but the question is, uh, it would simulate when a machine is looking at it or not? Because if, if you are only uh, rendering what the uh, conscious beings are looking at, mm-hmm. then what a machine sees wouldn't be rendered until the person looks at what the machine would see. Yeah. So uh, the problem with that is that um, it would lead to inconsistencies uh, where an interaction would have one result when observed and another when not. So basically uh, wave-particle duality. When not observed, they act like waves. When observed, they act like particles. Why wouldn't the Game Master then just allow like cameras or other recording devices to have like a partial, if not full, render? like they do in most other video games. I guess the problem with that is... Okay, so you have 7 billion people, which is already a fair amount of stuff. So then it, you it have, would just be more... Oh, it would be so much more data that you would have to store. And you, how many videos do you have on your camera that would have to be fully rendered? Everything that your camera looks at would also have to be fully rendered. Uh, every single security thing would also have to be fully rendered. Uh, satellite imagery, um, all of the observational astronomy stuff would have to be fully rendered. Everything would have to be fully rendered if it were captured by a computer or a machine. It also makes it a lot more difficult. If you have um, computers parsing a bunch of information, uh, you can just tell the simulation, uh, yeah, this is what to expect if you look at this data set, rather than having to basically render everything and then actually run uh, the computations and then give back the uh, correct information. Mm. So it would make sense. Um, Like, the further we research, I found, like, the less and less the simulation theory made sense. Like, from a very, like, just looking at it head-on, it's probable. Like, would people simulate their ancestors? But the more and more you deep dive, the more and more crackpot theories, the more, like, Not even the crackpot theories, like, actually reading stuff is just, like, this is just, like, it's getting to the point of, like, not possible. It's not that it's not possible, it's just... You could maybe, like, render, like, four people in a bucket. (laughs) It's they 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 have all these incredibly like um just like it's so interesting thinly backed up uh plausible ideas that they yeah. have to have so many assumptions and uh so many things that would uh have to already be like there for the assumption to be true. Yeah. So all right. Continue. Yeah. Now we are on the Matrix oh. and Rick and Morty. And I then, haven't uh, watched The Matrix. I don't think you have either. I have. Have you watched Are The you Matrix? Kidding? Of course I have. I haven't watched The Matrix. I wish part of uh, the second one as well, but oh, The Matrix is so good. Is it three or four? I think it's three. I'm not sure. No, right. They're thinking about making four because Keanu is Keanu. He's Keanu. I love Keanu. He's a good boy. He is. Yeah. Anyways, what about anyway. The Matrix? So, uh, in The Matrix. Red, take the red pill, Jasmine. Become MAGA. <laughs> okay. Uh, in The Matrix. <laughs> Spoilers for anybody dumb enough to have not watched The Matrix yet. Looking at you, Cody. I watched it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Neo escapes The Matrix and uh, joins two people, Morpheus and Charity, as well as like a, a bunch of other freedom fighters against the machine after they're like, hey, you're living in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, either you can choose to stay in it or uh, get out of it. Yeah. But there's the theory that even uh, that level of reality, the one where they are fighting against the machines yeah, running the simulation, the simulation, is another layer of reality. Yeah. Um, so 
We'll call the world that Neo started out in as Simulation 1, or Sim 1, and the higher simulation that all the rebels exist in, Sim 2. So, uh, why, after all, would the machine overlords allow people to figure out and theorize about being in a simulation? They are basically, like, running the people, running the simulation. Why not just make it, I don't know, kind of... turn off the word simulation. Yeah. Like, why why allow that? Um, So, why not just make that kind of thing be impossible? Um, they're in charge of the simulation. Like, it's, I would assume that it's, you know, part of their uh, ability. Instead, they allow people a sense of autonomy in being able to choose to fight the machines, um, and, like, the lower level Sim 1, while ultimately keeping them contained and the true damage limited to just Sim 2 instead of the actual true, uh, reality over top of that. Yeah, I think, like, but, like, the problem with, like, applying that to the simulation theory that we're yeah. talking about is, well, there wouldn't really be any way to escape because we don't have bodies IRL with the simulation theory that yeah. we're working under. But even in that theory, like, why wouldn't the robots just turn off our ability to rebel? Like, there's there's no reason for them not to. Because, like, the only real reason why they would have a second layer of simulation is if, like, the certain type of people who want to fight are just removed from the good sim and put into the gross one where they're fighting. Yeah, see, what they're using the people for in uh, The Matrix is... Electricity. Which is so stupid. It would be much, 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 uh, like, a much better idea to use people as... Processors. Yeah, processors. That's what they were originally doing, but at the time, nobody knew what a processor was. Yeah. They knew what electricity was, though. Yeah. Anyway, if you were using people as processors, but you had to have uh, part of their brain occupied so that they're not just lucid dreaming yeah. you have to have the processes running in the back so you allow people uh their freedom instead of just killing off everybody who wants to rebel because you're going to kill a lot of people you allow them their freedom to rebel by sticking them in uh, a layered simulation so they're still running processors in uh like simulation two and simulation one and when they get out of simulation one into simulation two they're still processors they're yeah. still in the simulation they just feel like they're doing something like they are existing with a higher purpose. Yeah. I mean, if you die in the simulation, you die in I like in real life. So if you ever got so dejected, like so dejected that you were living in a simulation and there was nothing you could do about it, and you killed yourself, they're gonna lose people. Yeah. So. But then you could just delete suicide. But could you? Yeah. How? You'd have to baby-proof everything. <laughs> no. So. Um, there was an episode of Rick and Morty that had layered simulations. I don't remember what the name was, actually. It was the one where he was having trouble with his car. Car battery. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, um, Rick and Morty is amazing, and only people with 400 IQ can watch it and understand its jokes. Only people with true, uh, taste buds can appreciate Chezwan sauce. Only Reddit users can watch Rick and Morty and truly understand its humor. (laughs) Rick is the person that we should be modeling our behavior oh, after. He's actually, like, the true main character, and everybody should be like him. There's nothing wrong with him. Anyways, we should glorify him. Anyways. The creator said so. <laughs> it's, it's not true. The creator said that he's, like, the problem. Yeah. So just... he, he, Rick, is a, Rick is a satire. Anyways, it's not important. What is important is the whole episode... Um, centers around the car battery, and inside the car battery is a miniature universe that was made by Rick 
and all the people in the universe step on these, like, I think they're called Google Stompers. Something like that. And they're just, like, stomping over and over again, producing electricity with them. And Rick came as, like, a god, quote-unquote, and gave them this power of electricity. And they were like, cool. But what they didn't know is part of that electricity that they produce comes into a volcano and, like, is used for his car battery. Yeah. So he's using the people to power his car battery instead of just getting a fucking Mm -hmm. car battery. But to them, like, they know he's their creator. But to them, he's a god. He's not just a scientist who made a car battery. Mm -hmm. But then, inside that universe is a person who is almost as smart, if not as smart, as Rick. And he invented a tiny universe inside of a car battery that wouldn't have enough electricity to power his entire world. So they would have to stop. Like, they would no longer have to keep using those machines that Rick, the god, brought down for them. Yeah, and inside that world is basically the exact same concept. I don't think it was them stomping on something. It might have been. I don't remember. It was something similar. Yeah. Slightly something to the left. And, like, yeah, it's pretty neat. (laughs) But Rick comes down and he starts asking questions about... You know, uh, why did they stop using these things? And this, this, uh, the guy in the simulation who's almost as smart as Rick starts realizing, oh, fuck, if I was able to make this simulation, why wouldn't somebody else like this god over here who wants us to produce uh, electricity, just like I have done, make a simulation that we are living in? Yeah, then they have a cool science fight. Rick ends up winning because it's Rick. They basically go down to the lowest simulation where there is a scientist there who is also developing, like, a simulation, a way to produce electricity. But he kills himself because it's pretty existential dread. It's pretty awful. They have a huge science fight. Rick uh, manages to escape and his car battery starts up because the scientist in this level of the simulation realizes if we don't produce electricity, Rick's going to destroy us and he'll just make a new simulation. So we are trapped. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite say it's a simulation because they're. It's a it's a mini uh, world. Yeah, it's a mini universe. Yeah, because if it was a simulation, creating electricity wouldn't do anything. It's just simulated, but yeah. they do create electricity. But it, it's along the similar lines of of how this would work. Mm-hmm. But it's terrifying, but also hilarious. <laughs> yeah. At one point, Morty has poop on him. Yeah, so when I use Reddit. Yeah, you're 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 big brain. <laughs> big brain. Big big old brain. Okay, so now we have religion, nihilism, and does anything change? And then we are done. Yeah, this so <laughs> Oh boy. It's really hot in this room, by the way. It's yeah. the middle of summer. The room has blankets up and it's closed and there's no air conditioning and we're dying. So We Alright, so religion I found was interesting to to look at. Mm-hmm. Just because like our original thought was like what religions like talk about the simulation or have some kind of idea of what the simulation could be or tie back to it. Yeah, and there wasn't so much of that, but there was a lot of a lot of theories about religion being a, an effect of the simulation. If that makes sense. Interesting. So the the article that I was reading was saying that religions that believe in the afterlife per se um, are like. Your 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 perceptions on Earth versus going to heaven are the same simulation, but like like when you beat the Elite Four in Pokemon and you go to like that special island to do all the challenges. Okay. It's like that, 
So it's it's not that you like die die. So it's a continuation of the simulation, just in a different location, mm-hmm. or even a different simulation. You're just downloaded and put into a different one. Right. Um, and it talks. <laughs> this is the, the. It's not the most uh, airtight, but one of the things they were talking about is in the Quran. I don't know this for sure because. I don't want to read the Quran all the way through just to fact check one thing about a simulation theory. That's kind of fair. <laughs> Was that there are two angels that like write down all of your all the things you've done in your life, and before you can enter, uh, I think it's heaven, um, you have to listen and or read everything that's happened and the person was saying this is like a high score system in video games yeah which is kind of true because like in minecraft you have a statistics tab that tells you everything you've done and you have like you know pac-man where you can eat the nubbins and get gooder numbers for eating the nubbins but like on a bigger scale like i I, some people would find it interesting to watch what happened like when you play a civ game like civ 5 you can like see all the statistics throughout the entire game Mm mm-hmm and they, they, they compare that to um, to a high score system, which, again, not the most airtight. Not the most airtight, but I think it is like a um, kind of interesting ancillary uh, link to it. Like it's, it's, it's Art believable. imitates life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's believable enough. Like, I would want that. I would want to know, like, I don't know, how many steps I took throughout my entire life. I mean, yes. How many children I yeeted. But also, like, if it's writing down all your deeds and stuff, I would not want to look back and be like, oh, God, I was an awful teenager. Oh, God, I was an awful young adult. Oh, God, I was an awful person in my 30s. Like, Those just... are all true. I'm not in my 30s yet! Yet. <laughs> Rude. I feel like a decade. You're 45 years old. I'm 21. That's you're you, older than I am. You keep saying, Jasmine, but how do we truly know? How do you truly know that We're I'm... We're in a simulation, Jasmine. You how just do you know that you're not the person in the simulation, and I am a creator of the higher level... Precisely. ...who has just uh, dropped into the simulation to check in on stuff. It's going badly, by the way. It's a glitch in the source code. It's... We don't know. We don't even know how Donald Trump got elected. That was not supposed to happen in this version the of the The Russian collusion was actually... Russians from outside hacking into the game. Fuck, that makes so much sense. I'm gonna have to talk to Jeremy about this. Jeremy. I like how you've used the name Jeremy twice now. He's our next door neighbor, okay? It's just, it's a really easily accessible name. I like Greg. Yeah, I know you do, Cody. You like Samantha. Samantha. Samantha shows up in every single D&D campaign that we've played. Samantha, Cassandra, Cass. Those are like nice names to me. Meh. Get out of my house. Eh. You know what name I really, really, really hate? Greg. Cody. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Not a high-fiving you. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's, that's the podcast. Uh, no. Is it not? Nihilism. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. Come on. I'm depressed. That's <laughs> nihilism. <laughs> okay, moving from nihilism that says nothing matters. Um. Yeah, basically... Nothing really matters, but does that change anything? Um, well, yeah, that's the theory of nihilism. Yeah. Um, so, I have uh, Robin Dale Hansen, who is a research associate at Oxford. Note my sources. Hate sources when you have... He words. says, he says, that someone in the simulation who is aware of it might try to act in an, like in a more entertaining manner to avoid being turned off or, like, shunted into a non-conscious part of the simulation. Um... 
But I mean, the other people in the simulation are just as real as you, just as conscious. Uh, and being in a simulation, like, doesn't really invalidate the value of somebody's life. Like, I don't know. Um, but Hansen also posits that others might care less for others or their own future since they know that nothing is truly real. And the people suffering in the world are simulations and the entire thing could be shut down at any point. So why bother saving for retirement? Why not check everything off your bucket list now and then off yourself in order to exert some control over the simulation? What I say to that is you can't know when you're going to die. An asteroid could hit Earth tomorrow. You could trip down the steps and break your neck. Some drunk driver could uh, careen around the corner and take out you and your entire family. Like there are so many things that could happen that you have no control over. Being in a simulation would just be another layer to that. Like, it doesn't really mean anything outside of what you make it mean. People are still real. Your experiences are still valid. I think, therefore, I am. Other people still suffer. Be kind to your neighbor. Enjoy life. The two sides of nihilism is basically just the depressed kids and the kids that don't really care. Yeah. And, like, not care as in, like, everything is dumb so I don't need to do anything. It's like... Everyone is suffering, why should I care about them? Everything versus... is dumb, so why not do everything? Yeah. Why not have fun with the time you have? Yeah. Uh, why not appreciate people? Why not do things that you enjoy? Why not dance when everybody can see you and not give a fuck, because nothing matters? Why not make a podcast in a very sweaty room <laughs> with so... a makeshift mic yeah. and water? Yeah. Why not? It's fun. Maybe nobody will ever care. Maybe the simulation will be shut down. So now are we ending the podcast? Yep. Alright, well, thank you everybody for listening to this absolute chaos. It's probably going to be like an hour and a half long. God, it's I an mean, hour and 45 minutes for just recording. Yeah, but we're going to cut some stuff. Probably, Hopefully a maybe. lot. Hopefully a lot. It won't be a lot. Otherwise, this is just completely incoherent. No, it's... Oh, God, yeah, we have all these, in, like, aside interjections, or we just go on tangents, and then we snap back, but, like, it, it doesn't make sense to just edit it like that. But that's the point, and this is why we're doing the pilot, so we can, like, understand what we're doing, how much information we need to have in the actual podcast. Okay, literally, Stop I talking. offered we're you... Stop talking, we're trying to end the podcast. I offered you the pages. I said, you can review these. You're like, no, no thanks, I don't want to read through all of that, so it's kind of on you, Cody. Yes. And thanks for listening. The intro and outro music used in this episode is Study and Relax by Kevin McLeod, licensed through Attribution 4.0 International Creative Commons. You can find the link in the description down below.